Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for jumping on here every single day and joining us. We love you and we're so excited to get to share the Word of God with you every single day. We do have some big news to share with you today. You might have already heard from my husband, but we are expecting a baby (laughs) Um, at the end of this year. So the actual due date is December 26th. So, and I just want to apologize to my child in advance. I did not intend on stealing your Christmas for all of your life. Um, But (laughs) we're just believing God that the baby will come a little bit earlier or a little bit later, but, um, and definitely not on Christmas. Anyways, so that's that's new that's been going on with us. And then um, this week, actually, if you follow us on Facebook and if you're current with these podcasts, um, this week we're in Ocala, Florida. So if you listen and you're near Ocala, come out and see us. Or if you are nowhere near Ocala, you can watch um, Facebook Live. Um, and these are revival meetings that we um, have an awesome opportunity to do at the River Ocala Church. And then not next week, but the week after, we'll be in Malabar, uh, Florida for a week of, or for a Sunday through Wednesday of revival meetings. So if you're in that area, come out and see us. If not, we'll also be on Facebook Live with those on our Facebook like page. It's Ryan and Krista Yesta. Um, but I'm very excited to, uh, to get to be on here today with you guys. And the Lord's been really speaking, I know both to my husband and myself about identity and, um, and I know you'll hear a little bit more from him on this um, this week, but um, I just wanted to to hit up on this. And my the scripture that I'm I'm, I'm going to kind of pull from today is Galatians two twenty. But before I do that, um, you know, I just want to something I've noticed, and, and I think we've seen this in in with young people, but even with old people, it doesn't matter who, you know where you're at in life. A lot of people get saved, but they still identify as their old self. You know, they know that you know, that they have, you know, they know that they have salvation, but they still see themselves as the person who screwed up, as the person who, um, you know, had mistakes in their past, as the person who, uh, you know, was divorced, as the person who was in jail, as the person who was, um, you know, ran around with the wrong crowd and did all kinds of crazy stuff. And they just, they don't see themselves as the new creation, you know, in Galatians 2.20, it says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it says, My old self has been crucified. You know, you have to come to that realization. You are not the sum total of your past mistakes. You are a new creation in Christ and you have to begin to see yourself that way. Um, you know, it's, it's God, when, when we get saved, God changes our hearts, you know, through salvation, the, the Bible says we get a new heart, a new spirit he puts within us. And when you encounter God, like Paul did, you know, when you have a radical encounter with God, that is a game changer. You know, you're, you could be set up for a course in your life that you think is the right way to go, but then you have an encounter with God and all of a sudden, whoa, like God's speaking to me. I'm supposed to be doing something totally different. So having an encounter with God and salvation is very important. But aside from that, something that we have to choose to do on our own is to change our identity. You know, you have to decide to see yourself as a new creation. You have to decide to see yourself not as the person that you once were, but as a new person. 
And so a lot of people, you know, when you think about changing your identity, first thing, you know, in the natural that you think of is changing how you look. But the thing is, it's not changing how necessarily you look to other people, but it's changing the way you see yourself is the way that you look inwardly at yourself. So how does that start? Well, the first place that you start, if you want to have a change in your identity in the way that you see yourself, that's going to start with your mind, which the only thing that changes our mind is the word of God. You know, the, the Bible says that the word washes our mind. We have to, it's like if you, it's like the, the, the car wash for your, you know, for, for all that junk that's been, you know, in the, in the, in the different parts of our mind, the, the bad memories, the bad thoughts, the bad way we see ourselves, the bad, um, self image, that stuff has to get washed out and you have to decide to wash it out. It doesn't just go, but that's what the word does. You know, I, I remember being maybe 13, 14, um, maybe even a little bit younger than that. And I think around that age, um, especially for, for young women, um, the, the devil really starts to play on your self image, because I think that's when a lot of, you know, young people start to become aware of how they look, how their friends look, how they compare to this person, to that person. And so there would be times when I would just, I would just see all these things. I would just stare at myself in the mirror and see all the things that were wrong with me and be like, God, why did you make me like this? Like, why do I look like this? Why do, you know, why do, why do I not have the clearest skin like this person? Or why, you know, why is my face like this? What, what is this? You know? And, and I would, I would, you know, look at myself and I just had no love for myself. And, you know, at that, at that point in my life, I didn't have a solid foundation in the word. And, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of 12, 13 year olds, unless you go to the River Tampa Bay Church, <laughs> you probably, you know, may have, may, can identify with that when you were young, you didn't know who you were. You would always look back at a picture of yourself and be like, oh, I'm so ugly or, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wore that. Or, you know, these, all these like self-hate thoughts, they don't seem like hate because it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to just be, um, you know, kind of critical of yourself. But be careful because being critical of yourself, even in a joking way, you know, I see people that post memes about, you know, how ugly they look and whatever. And it actually really bothers me because I know that when I was really, when I was a teenager, that was something that I truly thought of myself. And so, you know, the Lord had to set me free, you know, encountering God, the anointing, (laughs) yes, makes a difference, you know, being in a spirit filled Holy Ghost church, and even going the extra mile when, when there is extended services, extended meetings, being in those just to be saturated in the presence of God in the anointing, that will change your life. But I want to tell you, it has to go another step further because the word, the word is what's going to change your identity. The word is what's actually going to make you see yourself as who God has called you to be, not as the person that you used to be, not as the person that you think you are now, the less than person that you, you know, you compare yourself to other people. I'm not as pretty as that person. I'm not as, you know, skilled as that person. I'm not, you know, I, I would never, you know, preach as good as that person or, you know, all these things that we compare ourselves to other people the way that we change that is by the word. And number one, by living the word, 
um, you know, we, we can, we can, we can talk the talk all we want, but if we don't live by the word, we are not, uh, you know, we're not putting God first place in our life. So living by the word, meaning there's not sin in my life. There's not habitual sin rolling around in my life that I'm always constantly struggling with this thing. You know, sin is always, sin is going to mess up your identity because sin is not part of your identity as a Christian. So if you're letting sin in or you're keeping a little crack open, a little door open, and I don't have to go through a list of what sin is, you know what sin is. If you have the Holy Ghost, he's already putting his finger on something in your life. And if you, if you continue to ignore that thing, um, you, you're leaving the door open. And so that is not living by the word. So number one, I'd say you have to be living by the word. And number two, you have to be reading the word. You know, if, if the word doesn't have a place in your life daily, that then you, you know, I, I would say you, you are going to struggle with your identity. You have to put the word, you have to reverence the word, um, you know, more than you reverence, you know, your Instagram, more than you reverence your time with your friends, more than you reverence binge watching whatever show you've been watching. Reverencing the word is so important. And number three, meditating on the word. I think a lot of people, when you say the word meditate, they get this weird picture of like a a monk or a Sikh or somebody, you know, some Eastern religion, like, you know, doing the whole om thing. And, you know, that, that was definitely what I thought when I first heard meditate on the word. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. But meditating on the word just means Put, hiding the word in your heart, having the word, having a revelation of the word. You know, I was talking to Ryan yesterday on the way home from church and I was saying, uh, you know, it's funny because I know some, there's some scriptures that I hear him praying a lot. And I was like, you know, it's funny because some of these scriptures, I don't even know their references. I don't know where they're at. I couldn't tell you where they're at in the Bible, but I know what the scripture is and I know what it means. And I was thinking, well, actually, really, that's all that matters. You know, the title of the book and the verse in the chapter is a man-made thing. It's great if you know where it's at because then you can you can reference it. You can tell somebody else where it is. And you can find it in the Bible. That's great to know. But meditating on the word is when the word lives deep inside your heart. And how do you meditate? Well, you, you need to be speaking the word. You need to be reading the word, you need to be looking at the scriptures and saying, what does this, how does this apply to my life? How can I take this scripture and apply it to my life and, 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 and get a hold of that? And so, you know, for me, um, meditating, reading, living by the word, that, that was all awesome. But when I got a revelation of how good it is for my spirit to listen to good preaching, Man, it's like it was a huge game changer for me. And, you know, there was a time in my life when, you know, uh, you know, I would listen to a podcast here and there. That was, you know, kind of like where I would take in my preaching outside of going to church. But um, but I definitely wasn't, you know, going way out of my way to find preaching unless somebody would send me a video, something like that. Well, I got I kind of just got a hold of this um you know, this, uh, this one radio station that I was listening to, literally they had 24 hour preaching on and really good preaching, not just random stuff, really good, solid word preaching. And I started just putting it on. I worked at home at the time and I would just put it on and I would let it play for like eight hours a day. It, it may be, maybe some days longer, maybe some days shorter, but I would just let it play while I was working, while I was cooking, while I was cleaning, whatever I was doing at the house. I, was, I had the, the preaching on for like eight hours a day. And I started to realize, man, my mind has changed like over the course of like a year's time. I'm like, everything I thought on finances is different. Everything I thought on 
evangelism is different. Everything I thought on, um, on, you know, prosperity is different. Everything I've thought on, um, you know, so many things, you know, it's like, it's almost because that, well, what happens is the word gets down in you and it begins to change you. And it also makes you settled in who you are. The word is a foundation. You know, when you let that word settle down in your heart, it will change your life. It's going to make you more confident. It's going to make you, it's going to, it's going to propel you towards who God's called you to be. Your spirit loves the word. Your spirit loves listening to the word, reading the word, meditating on the word, and your spirit loves good preaching. So fill your spirit. The word is the only food that you can feed your spirit. You know, I heard a a quote of a, of a minister and he said, why do we think, you know, why do we think it's so, uh, you know, why is it so difficult for us to understand, you know, that our spirit deserves more than one meal a week. You know, some people go to church once a week and that's when their spirit eats, you know, or maybe two times a week. And then they wonder why they don't live victorious. They wonder why they live from trial to trial to trial. And they wonder what, why is my life always a mess? Well, you're, you're not feeding your spirit. You know, the word of God brings victory to your spirit. The word of God is full of, 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 uh, you know, of the promises of God, of what God has done for you, of what God says, Hey, you as a believer, this is for you. That's what the word is. That's what the word is there for. It's not just old stories. It's not just a book, you know, full of historical information. The word, when you take the word and you let it begin to sink into your spirit, there is no trial that's going to come up in your life that you're going to get taken out by because the word is, makes you a solid foundation. So, and then another thing is you need to begin to, you need to begin, if you have a problem where you, you like, and it's a severe issue of your identity where you, you're, you know, you're depressed, you have suicidal thoughts, you have, you know, all this, all these things going on. Well, first of all, you know, you need to reach out to a minister. You need to reach out to a pastor. You can reach out to us. Please, please reach out to someone if, if you're in that place and you feel like you have nobody. But I want to tell you something that takes your focus off of you and off of the problem is when you begin to give out, you know, when you begin to focus outward, you know, who are you encouraging today? Who are you going out of your way to tell them you, to, to, to say, to, uh, you know, to, to uplift, you know, you, sometimes we can become so self-centered and that's where, um, you know, the, the, in, the looking inward too much can, can actually, um, you know, become, you know, a bad thing for us when, when all we're looking at is ourselves. We, as a, as a child of God, you've been called for a a purpose, which that purpose is to live for God and to, to bring other people into the kingdom of God. And you cannot do that. If you are a completely inward focused person, you have to begin to give out. You have to begin to get sensitive to the Holy ghost to say, God, who is it that you need me to talk to about you today? Who do you need me to give your love to today? Who do you need me to text today and and encourage? Who do you need me to reach out to today? I, I, you know, it's going to become a lifestyle. It has to become a lifestyle for you that you're not always trying to get, 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 but you're trying to give, 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 of what you've been giving. You know, the Bible says freely you've been received now freely give. You've been given a gift, which is salvation. And then if you're walking, you know, if you're walking victoriously in life, you've been given that gift of of understanding the word and knowing the word. And you actually have a duty, which is to give that to other people to, to become a, you know, to become a conduit, to become a vessel that gives out. And I want to tell you that will change your life right there. You know, if, if you forget everything else I said, just, just, 
just begin to give out. Even if you don't feel like, oh man, I don't know what I have to give. I don't know what I have to say. Man, just start. Just start where you're at. You know, maybe you read a scripture, you know, maybe even this scripture, Galatians 2.20, send this scripture to somebody that's giving out, you know, send this to somebody that, that, that struggles with identity. Start giving out. Of, of what God's given you. God, I mean, I guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, God has given you a lot more than you realize to give out. So I want to challenge you today. Begin to go out of your way to give out of what God's put placed inside of you. It's beginning. It's going to change how you see yourself. It's going to change how you see other people. Um, and it's going to change your life completely. So I want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening. You guys are awesome. We love you. We love hearing from you. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to get the daily updates for the podcast. We love you guys and we'll see you soon.